Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Okay, I hope everybody is having a great holiday weekend. If you're in the U.S., it is currently Memorial Day on this Monday, which is also kind of the reason why you're getting the show at the beginning of the week. Just had to take some time and sort of enjoy some time with the family, trying to have my weekends, uh, which is kind of tough to do, especially in these current situations that we're living in, where all the days just seem to blend together. But you know what? Being able to talk with one of our good friends is always a good time, and that is something we should prioritize these days. So I hope you're finding ways of connecting with other people. Uh, So David is on the show this week, David Amell of Android Authority. And uh, we haven't really caught up in a little while, so the first like half of this episode is us just catching up and talking about a bunch of different topics, what we've been up to recently and whatnot. But one of our main topics during this episode is uh, IFA 2020. It's still happening. Earlier in the week, IFA did a press conference explaining how they are going to navigate the current global situation while still having their show in Berlin in September. Now, there are a ton of considerations uh, that will dictate whether or not we actually go to Berlin in September. Uh, But bottom line is we want to do it. We want to travel. But there's just a lot to keep in mind. After that, I finally take out the Black Shark 3 Pro and show it off on the show. This is a crazy phone. Like, this is one of those phones where you look at every single feature and you think the company went, why not? Everything from just the size of the phone to the design. This is like the gamer phone. Uh, All the gaming phones have that kind of style, but this one seems to turn it up to 11. All the way down to having physical tactile trigger buttons that lift out of the body of the phone. If anything, like you should just check out some photos or some videos of it. Um, I'm trying to have one over on my channel uh, over at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara, so you might want to check that out as well. Uh, But yeah, uh, as far as gaming phones are concerned, this one uh, is pretty up there in terms of how ridiculous it is, but also how fun it is. In any case, we're going to go ahead and get into this conversation between myself and David Amell of Android Authority. Uh, This was done using the IG Live on the at Pocket Now account, so make sure you follow that account over on Instagram so you can keep up with when we do these every single week. And with all that said, let's go ahead and get into it, and let's have a chat. (laughs) <laughs> for the audio podcast real quick there are two things i wanted to bring up the first one the moment we got into the ig live just want to say david has the best head of hair right now <laughs> <laughs> i mean quarantine hair what are you gonna do indeed you know, i don't trust i don't trust myself to cut it i don't trust like anyone in my household to cut it so yeah the last time I I had like a friend cut my hair it worked for the day that it got cut every other day after that it looked absolutely horrible (laughs) so i don't i don't trust it at all i have had people whoa who is calling right now on oh that's google voice calling Ah, i don't know that number um i've had a bunch of people tell me i should just shave my head just cover the pixel buds oh yes speaking (laughs) of which the pixel bud just like just turned off on me so one sec Uh... oh probably because i was adjusting the volume is it back Oh no no no! It's my my Pixel Bud went out. Um, hold on. Oh, okay. Just gonna Got restart our my Bluetooth. Gotta wait for yeah. that to come up. They have they seem they seem to have occasional connection problems. A little bit, but I think because that Google Voice call came in, uh, it was messing up the audio a little bit. It wanted to ring mm-hmm. here, but it started ringing here, and then it took away the audio. In any case, all right. Oh, back on. I can hear it. I had a bunch of people tell me I should just shave my head, and I was like, I haven't done that since college. <laughs> yeah and i don't think it would be a good look <laughs> me neither <laughs> it would only be a good look if i could pull off like the tk 
where you got like the full on mm. beard and like and then shaved head. I can't grow facial hair. I just oh. can't. <laughs> you frozen? Oh. You're fine so far. You're good. Can you hear can you see uh, me yet? Am I, okay, now you're you're a little choppy. Oh, Am I I'm back, back in? Okay, cool. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were frozen or I was frozen, but I saw people coming in, so I figured it was you. Ah. Uh, uh yeah. You you got a little choppy there for a little bit, but um, there was the other thing that I wanted to kind of bring up real quick was I love that whenever David and I talk online, which is often, there's always like two generations, maybe not generations, but there's just like two different group groupings of internet slang. Because as we were getting into, like we were getting started for the IG live, I was like, let me know when you're ready and then I'll go live on the pocket now account and then you can come in. Uh, you said GTG. Now, uh, so can I tell can I tell you why I said that? Okay, go for it. Um, I'm using this to record, right? And my computer is right in front of me, and I set it down, and it typed two buttons, and I was like, "Oh, that's annoying." So I went to like hit back, but then I noticed that it had landed on G and T, and I was like, "Oh, if I just add a G, that's good to go." <laughs> <laughs> See to you that's good to go. That's literally what to you that's good to go. Yeah. But in the old days of AOL Instant Messenger, D G T G was got to go. That's what you say at the end of a conversation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> Which I thought yeah. was so funny because I was like, hold on, are you gonna be on the show? Like, no, I I knew what you meant. <laughs> you know you know what I said to to Bonnie yesterday because she sent me a uh, a Samsung pitch and I just messaged her and I said TFTE, thanks for the email. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the email. Oh my goodness. TFTE. Uh, a play on TFTI. Thanks for the yeah. invite, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, internet slang <laughs> is super common for all of us just being at home right now, which leads me to my first question. I wanted to see how you're doing aside from the wonderful head of hair. Um, you know, I'm I'm mixed. Things have been okay. Uh I think Fisher and I have been going crazy every night. Like, we we've been watching a lot of trash TV, um, <laughs> which I've never watched before in my life. That's been interesting. Uh, and but I'm you know I'm learning guitar and I'm working on my uh, film photography projects and um, just ordered a medium format film camera from Korea that's coming in soon. So. Yeah. Which one? It just uh it's the um uh wow, why am I blinking? Um oh Mamiya RB six seven. It's a uh, rotating back, so it's a system camera. So you've got like the body, the lens, the back, which you can hot swap out. So if you want to use multiple films uh in one shoot, you can just swap them out. And then the back also rotates, so because it's a relatively big camera if you want to shoot portrait orientation, you don't have to turn the camera. You just turn the back. Whoa. And then the film, exp- and then the when the light hits the film, it's in portrait. Whoa, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So it's cool because like a lot of these medium, like it's super cheap to get into medium format in film. It's like very cheap. Mm. Um, this is like a few hundred bucks and it's an awesome medium format camera. So. Yeah, like you and I have been talking a lot about like the creative process recently and because I just I just went a little nuts. First of all, those 
those Christmas lights behind you or whatever those are, mm-hmm. is that just yeah. is that literally just for the purpose of bokeh or is that actual decor? Uh, <laughs> I haven't even sh- I haven't even shot in here. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's because this is my this is my office slash dark room. Mm. So I've got I've got like you know my safety lights and that's my development area over there, and then my wall of film. That is a legit photo room. Like that's really cool. Yeah, no, it's a, and then here's all my chemicals and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, to anybody that doesn't know, well, when do you do these lives? Cause you do your film development lives. Oh yeah. I, I do IG lives when I develop my film and it's usually on like Saturday or Sunday, but it depends how long it takes me to finish a role. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it takes me like three weeks to finish a roll. Sometimes I just go nuts and do it in like one day because it's really nice outside. Yeah. Well, I do recommend everybody hang out with David once in a while when he's uh, developing the film. Also, the film is like it always comes out. You always say that like you might ruin one or two here and there. They still come out looking really cool, though. Like they still come out looking really, I guess, filmic is the word I'm looking for. Like, (laughs) I think the problem is they, they come out looking what people think of when they think about film. But the thing is, film, if you actually expose it correctly and use go- a good lens, this is this is the thing. Like, if when most people think about film, they think about instant cameras that you buy at like CVS mm-hmm. that you go and you just use it and then you have it developed. Those are cheap, crappy plastic lenses, and so they they're not going to produce good quality images. But in, you have, you know, something like this, right? It's got like all these elements and it's just like a super good like a fuji lens you can produce like really really good looking pictures that like you wouldn't necessarily think are film like i have so many cool ones from from like california and uh in even japan that came out really really nice and it's even it's even better when you get medium format because um the more the bigger the negative the more granularity you can have between color tones and so that's why like medium format gives this like 3D look because mm. since the negative's so big, a color shift on my face is a lot more gradual. So it's gonna look like a lot nicer. And that's that's really the fundamental phys- physics reason behind why smartphone sensors often like look pretty bad in general and have too much sharpening is because there's not enough room on the sensor to have enough color information per pixel. Mm. So it has to average a lot and add sharpening and that kind of stuff. So. Ah, okay. Um, Issa's in yeah. the chat, actually. Uh, shouts out to, that's oh, yeah. my partner, Issa. Um, she asked, like, where can we hang out? I mean, uh, head to David's Instagram, and that's where he does the IG Lives Oh yeah. for all of these. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Um Everyone like my clickety clacks. Um, <laughs> in my case, there are a couple of new. To- we're having a bit of a creator talk at the beginning of this podcast, but I got a couple of new toys, and I'm really excited for it. Um, as David knows, since we worked together for a few years, um, I usually look for like the value for money, like computers and laptops and whatnot. So I'm always kind of pushing. The uh, I'm always kind of pushing the limits of my computing and and my editing rigs and all that stuff. Shout out to MSI. There, I'm 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 reviewing one of their more recent desktops. Look how small 
this thing is like this is a full size this is this is like this is the desktop right here but it's small enough that i can have it on the table and it doesn't really take up a whole lot of room this is the prestige p100 with the freaking rtx 2080 super in it because oh, geez. why the hell not? <laughs> yeah. So the new Premiere is gonna be insanely fast for you then, huh? Well, yes. Though I I use um, DaVinci Resolve, so I'm not even oh, on right, Premiere right, anymore. Right, for swap. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've I, I'm I'm a big fan of Resolve at this point, um, and I was very close to getting the Pocket Cinema 4K just because <laughs> just because I'm on Resolve already. But I I kept talking. I know. I kept talking to um, our homie uh, the Unlocker, David Kogan. He uses two of them, which I mean, come on, bro. Like really, <laughs> like he uses two Pocket Cinema 4Ks. Yeah. Uh, well, he has a 6K and a 4K. 6K and a 4K. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I asked him, like, is it even worth it for me to get it? And he's like, it is a fantastic camera, but you're a vlogger. That's the thing. Like, you're, you're the yeah. you're, your <laughs> yeah. mindset is you're a vlogger. So it doesn't really work for vloggers. It's like, it's your yeah. it's going to be the best B-roll camera you've ever had. But then once you get in front of the camera, you're going to hate it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, because you that. have to have a big monitor. and But, like, I've edited videos for, for David before that I shot for him on that camera. And shooting in RAW is, like, legit just cheating. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I've never... I hadn't actually, like, edited RAW footage before. And you can just go in and be like, actually, I want my ISO to be um, 1,200. You can can just change the settings because it's just a dump of data. And it's like you are reshooting the shot, but with new settings. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. So... Um. Yeah, it's really nice. But I, I don't know. I, I thought about buying a Pocket 4K because you can get them for, like, stupid cheap. Right? You probably get a used one. For, yeah. Well, I mean, they they sold retail for 1300 I think. And now it's like... You could probably get it... Isn't it like 999 now or something? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you could probably get a used one for, like, 700 bucks or cheaper. Cheap us. Like, I'm, I'm so close like to it. But then having, the having to rig lens. it up with, like, an actual SSD and then, like, a screen and then all these things. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other toy that I got... The quality that I, is pretty awesome, but... Well, yeah. that that would have been the perfect camera to use with my new lens, which you and I have talked about. This is the uh, the anamorphic, the the Siri. This is the cheapest anamorphic Siri. lens of all time. That's the reason why I went to get it. Because if you ever want to go anamorphic, which is to say that you have like the um, the bars at the top and bottom naturally, rather than adding them in in post. Uh, and also it compresses the frame a little bit so that you get really awesome looking bokeh. I actually played around with light flares by by pressing flash on the phone that I was filming. Um, but yeah, like this thing is $700, which, you know, just kind of an impulse buy. The moment it appeared on Amazon, I was like, I got it. It's cheap for a lens. It is. It's very cheap for a lens, especially one of this quality. And also it's like usually anamorphic lenses, especially for, for film systems like ours, um, or camera systems like ours, they're like 3000 bucks because you're buying old school anamorphic glass. So yeah, anamorphic lens, like real anamorphic lenses, are like really expensive. Yeah. So this is a uh, yeah. This, which which this leads me to like deal. the YouTube question because I'm wondering because my original thought process with this was I have my usual lenses, especially my 15 millimeter, the the wider lens for my on camera stuff. Actually, what you're looking at right now is basically what my A roll looks like, and um, and then all my B roll would be done on this. So. So my my A roll would be the full sixteen by nine, 
But then once it goes to like B-roll, it looked more cinematic because it's got the natural bars. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's weird. <laughs> wondering if that's odd or jarring. Um, I don't know. You could shoot your A-roll on it too. It, I got to go far. Said- this room is actually not yeah. big enough for that. <laughs> oh. Wow. I did, I did one shot and it was just this. This is all I could fit mm. was my head. Mm. Which there are certain YouTube videos where they're just like this, but I don't know. I look like Caleb. I look like Caleb, Caleb Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, is there anything coming up like in, in terms of like the tech stuff that you're looking forward to? Like we, There's so much leaks and speculation right now, and I'm just thinking to myself, the next couple of months are still going to be pretty, pretty nuts. Um, so like, I don't know. Is there, anything, is there anything that you are kind of looking forward to despite quarantine at the moment? Um, I mean, the summer is usually fairly quiet as it is, I guess. Uh, we I usually, we usually go to China, up. don't we? In the summers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, man, geez. Yeah. I mean, ev- everywhere, right? Like IFA and I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I, I was, uh, quarantine started around the time of MWC and I was supposed to be in Europe for like a month and a half. And then I oh, just yeah. kind of, and then, yeah, I was going to go to the Arctic and can't anymore. So, hey, it's Ben. Yeah. Ben showed up. Say, shouts out to Ben. And you know what? Ben, like, ben and I are always talking about uh, film cameras because he's, he's into it too. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, shouts out to Ben. He's actually he's he's actually a fantastic photographer, and he doesn't talk about it ever. I do notice good um, photos. I didn't know it was based on film. <clears throat> yeah. So like, yeah, you're right. Like being uh, yeah. in Europe for like that month and a half. I actually know of another YouTuber. Um, uh, he he was in Europe. <laughs> he was actually in Europe getting over a breakup, and <laughs> but he was in Europe right when quarantine started. He so he, he actually had to stay there for an extra two weeks and then self isolate once he got back to the U.S. So he was literally away from his team and you know the people that he does YouTube with for a solid month and a half because he wasn't allowed to work that entire time. And he said it was it was pretty wow. nuts because they wouldn't let him leave Europe until he tested negative twice. Um, well, you know he, what I was thinking? He is never like, got it, by the if, way. I'm just saying he had to test negative twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if MWC had happened and we went and then the quarantine thing happened and everyone was rushing to get back to the U.S., I probably would have just stayed in Europe because, like, I would have been fine to ride this out in Europe until this ended. That's fair. Personally. That's fair. You know, I don't really care. Like, I'll spend half the year in a new country. That's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can. I could see that. I would personally. I don't know what part of Europe would you end up like staying in more. Probably go to like uh, Denmark or something. Yeah, I could feel. Or that. Maybe it'd be or like Portugal. Portugal is like so cheap that it wouldn't really matter, right? <laughs> the thing is, lockdowns are happening everywhere, and I think the only place that isn't is what Sweden or Switzerland right now. I forget which one it is. Is it Sweden? I think it's Sweden. Uh, I think it's Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sweden. It's a yeah. I I listened to a podcast about that. It's it's pretty interesting how they're doing it, but it seems to be working okay. I don't know. It's I like know. a it's it's weird. Like, suggests suggested distancing thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of how everyone's sort of like navigating this entire world that we're in right now, we did get a we did get a look at to like into one of the shows that would be coming up, 
it's actually happening. Uh, IFA is actually going to be happening. Now, I don't really have... I actually don't have an ad for this episode, so I think I'll just go right into it. Normally, I would do a break right now, but we'll go into a break in about 10 or so minutes uh, before we talk about some devices because we do have a couple to talk about. Um, but so IFA is actually still happening. Like the, mm. the a press conference happened earlier this week, which was virtual, and uh, <laughs> it was at 1 p.m. Berlin time, which was 4 a.m. for me. <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous yeah. i have enough of a hard time waking up and that time i was like i just stayed up all night and then i just watched it and during that press conference they pretty much announced that ifa as a trade show is still going to happen but it's going to be dialed back to an extensive degree um yeah i think they 1, said 1000 max participants yes 1000 max yeah. per day in the venue and um what was the other thing um it's gonna be okay not that everybody here would have gone to like a like a music festival, but they're gonna have stages, a la uh, Coachella in a sense, where you could go to each stage and things are being yeah. presented. Um, and then, of course, since there's only one thousand people, it's not gonna be super crowded, so it's gonna be nice and spread out. And there were a lot of questions uh, during the Q and A session afterwards where they were asking, like, "Will there still be booths? How is that going to work out?" And there's still yeah. there's still mixed signals about all of that. Like you and I talked a little bit about it, like whether or not we would want to still go to IFA at this point. I think I think regardless yeah. of whatever the case may be, we all want to travel. We want to go. We want to be there. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. Like I still feel like it's early days. So as much as yeah. I, I'm I'm lucky enough to be part of like the group that might be able to go. I just don't know if I'm feeling like September is even going to be feel comfortable yet. Like, I don't know where you're using I just, I just don't know if it's like, it just, I want to travel so bad. Like, I don't think <laughs> yeah. you understand how I'm freaking help. But at the same time, it doesn't really make sense, especially in the format that they're doing it this year. Like, if they're not going to do a ton of like, briefings beforehand because it's limited to a thousand people that was like really the main reason that we even went like mm -hmm. when when you're like you know when, when you're media and you go to these trade shows there's media days before the trade show even opens and the media days are when we actually get the bulk of the work done the trade show opens and we just like release everything so yeah. it's not it's not like uh, it's useful. So if the, if there are no briefings beforehand and it's limited to like a thousand people, which like if each publication sends like even just three, that's instantly down to three hundred thirty three global publications, which means like that's not very many people. Um, it just doesn't make sense if there's no briefings. Like we we could get those briefings on the internet. They could send us devices ahead of time. They're just gonna have to be okay with the possibility of leaks, basically. But I don't. I would love to go. Like I love being in Berlin, um, even though IFA is the worst design trade show of all time. <laughs> uh, the venue, it's the like, venue. Like, <laughs> let's go through Hall Three C and end up in Twenty Four D in the next <laughs> hall. Like, just makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I want to travel real bad, but. It's uh, probably not going to happen. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, even if we got invited, I don't think that AA would want anyone to go because it costs money and there's nothing that we couldn't just do on the internet. 
That's the thing. So. Like, um, there are, and and actually, if Issa is still in the chat, she would say that the trade show days, the actual floor days, are really important because that's when you get to know the, um, like, because you get the big name products, and that's fine. But a lot of what could make up like the independent YouTuber side of things are like the odd knock products that are here and there the roundups of like best best headphones or accessories and stuff like that and those are when those trade show days are really important but i i'm racking my brain as to what those days would even look like number one far less people number two if there are booths what will it look like when you actually interact with these people obviously with you know masks on how much touching is there involved of like you know the different products and I'm, I'm I'm racking my brain as to what that would feel like because one of our other friends, um, Stacy, she uh, was talking to me and she's 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 part of an exhibitor. Um, she asked the CTA what CES might look like, and that's even farther down the line. That's January. That's almost a solid year after um, all of this COVID nineteen stuff started. And yeah. they still don't have an idea. The best they could tell her was that booths would be farther apart, which is like, okay, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of people are speculating as to like what these trade shows and stuff are going to be like. And I think it's just too far down the line to like under to, to, to have any idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people thought maybe this would be done by April. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even close. So, like, it's that, and then the fact that, like, you know, everyone is anticipating a second wave coming in the fall. So, it's basically, like, until we get a vaccine, which is going to take a long time, if we can even get one. And it's weird. It's, like, and then something I've been thinking about is the fact that, like, even when this is, quote-unquote, like, all over, whoever hosts the first full-on event... It, it's the same thing as like the driverless car industry, right? A bunch of companies have the tech to make fully autonomous driverless cars viable, but no one is releasing anything because they don't want to be the first company that does it and then a bunch of people die and then, or even one person die. If one person dies in a, in a totally autonomous driverless car, the company that releases that car is going to be the poster child for why driverless cars are reckless. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the it's the same situation with like trade shows. Someone hosts a trade show, you know. It was like there was a story of a a guy in South Korea. They just like um, they just seized their lockdown orders. This guy goes to five nightclubs and he infected two hundred fifty people. Yeah, I saw that too. Night. That's crazy. And I was just so like. <laughs> and the worst part was that Jeez. I was seeing. I was seeing streets that I recognized and I was just like, Oh no, like I know where that is. Like I've been there. Um, and, but, but you know, this is a whole different conversation and I, 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 I wouldn't want to make the show about this particular topic, but I I would love a show about this topic. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Korea though, when that happened, the level of contact tracing that they have is insane because they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember how exactly they got in contact with the thousands of people that were that were uh, exposed, but they pretty much said all the nightclubs are closed now. Like we're we're re locking down, particularly nightclubs, but these thousand, two thousand, three thousand people have to get tested today. 
And it's like, yeah, that's very proactive. And it's something that yeah. I know is a topic right now because like iOS 13.5, I think, came out recently and it has like COVID-19 contact tracing as part of the mm. operating system. Um, I see I see opinions across the board as to whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, not, yeah. And I'm not going to take a side. I just I just want to see where it goes. Um, but I do imagine that it would help, you know, because we need to be able to, tr- yeah. to track all of this, you know? Well, so it's a, it's a highly political issue because it's deeply rooted in privacy. Mm-hmm. It's like in, in China, um, if you go to a, like a restaurant, even if you're just getting, uh, to go or whatever, but they have open restaurants now in China. But if you go sit down anywhere you have to give them your, if, or if you buy anything, you have to give them your ID and then they mark you down as being there. So they're able to know like where everyone was. And if one person gets it, they can immediately alert everybody else who was in their vicinity during that time. That's a lot of people don't like that idea because it's the government tracking you. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's 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 the eternal problem of like do you trust the government because government is really useful for situations like this but then there's the like do we want to give the government access to our location all the time and so it's 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 that weird balance and that's why you're gonna have like really intense people on one side really intense people on the other and i think that's why people are kind of wor- like annoyed slash worried about the tracing thing mm-hmm. um and that's why Google and Apple have been really, really, really upfront and straightforward about like all this data is stored on your phone. It doesn't go anywhere until it's needed. And all it show all it shares is your location once. It's like they're they're just trying to be like as we are not giving this info to the government unless they absolutely need it and they're only doing it once as they can. But the other problem is that like it's just an API. So apps actually have to be developed by other developers that use the, the tracing API. And then people have to use those apps and then people have to opt in to the tracing API. It's like, this is never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I, it's, it's like cool that they're doing it, I guess. But like, the most people they will ever have on this platform is like 100. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. insane. The whole, like, op- no- the whole opt-in thing, uh, it, it makes me laugh because I, I keep thinking that the people who are probably most vulnerable or the people who really need to be a part of this are the people who are so against it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like something like a contact tracing app would, would literally need to be as controlled as possible that there are very few layers to the actual process because if you have the API developer and then the app developer and then the audience and then the audience api and all that audience api what am i saying audience opt-in and all that um Mm. there it has to be a very controlled environment and i feel like one of the places where this could be implemented is actually (laughs) ifa or ces if you Mm. are going Mm -hmm. to be going to this trade show you have to install this app not that we're going to track your location at all times or follow where you're going, but if there is yeah. an if there is an exposure or an infection, we have to know that everybody's on the same page. That's what's important no, yeah, right that's now. That's actually that's important yeah. right now. I, I hate that everybody is on a different page. 
That's my whole yeah. that's my whole anger right now is that everyone has differing opinions when in reality we need to have like one united just sort of let's help everybody, let's help ourselves and each other type yeah. of mentality and there's very little of that. Like everyone's in a different yeah. place. But yeah, the trade show thing. Like I think that there's an EFA. It would make app. sense at a trade show like EFA for sure. Like you have to download <laughs> the EFA app to get in the door, you have to scan a bar a QR code that's in the app itself. Mm-hmm something like that and like to be able to even open the app you have to like accept the permissions because like yeah like it it would work well in that kind of environment in a generalized like consumer environment it's like every additional layer that you add to a system it is to the nth degree more unlikely that someone is going to use that system yes like every time and so like Especially the fact that they just made an API and they're just like, oh yeah, developers, just like go do your thing. It's like, you want people to just work for free to, it, it's just, yeah. yeah. And it's also too, like, you never by know. By the time anything happens, like this is going to be over. Yeah. Already. Well, I mean, like you never know what the developer is actually going to use that information for. I mean, there could be very yeah. stringent rules, but at the same time, it's like, it's still the wild west, you know? And, uh, it would be better if like. I don't know, like, okay, just thinking out loud here, but if, like, Apple worked really closely with the CDC or the WHO and, you know, yeah. and developed it very closely together where it's very controlled in that manner, like, I agree with that. But if you're just going to create an API and then all of a sudden, like, a rideshare app starts to use it, like, there's no reason yeah. for that to happen. No, yeah, they, they should, like, work with the WHO and then they push out a push notification on everybody's phones that says, hey, there's this new app. Would you like to download it? It would really help if you would, but it's still up to you. Like even that would be massively helpful because mm-hmm. Google and Google and uh, Apple have the have the push notification ability. They can just do that, right? Yeah. Like it's like the Samsung phones that all got that random emergency alert notification. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. And it and it was and it said like some random text on it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we already have anyway. We already have certain things like that in place, like Amber Alerts and whatnot. So it's easy. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. actually easy to ping people on a mass scale. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and and even then, at a at a trade show like E4 or CES, like everyone is logged in the attendee list, so it, you can yeah. ping those people pretty easily. But I guess tracing is a, is a different layer on top of that. And in, in any I guess game, the other hard thing of, at a trade show is there's so many freaking people that like. <laughs> If one person gets it, the chances of everyone else having it is pretty freaking high, especially because especially because it can be dormant for up to two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, is there so any- because because that's the thing about this whole this whole situation is like if you are in a place where someone had it, you are exposed all of a sudden the next two and a half weeks minimum of your life are all of a sudden in the air because you have to you have to isolate. You basically have to stop your life for two weeks ish. Yeah. You know, and for people like yeah. us, like we could still figure out how to work and all that. We are very lucky in this in this particular scenario that we're in. But still, you know, like would I have to if 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 we're exposed in Berlin, do we have to stay in Berlin for two weeks and then I come back and we right. stay here, stay at a hotel for two weeks when we come home? You know, stuff yeah. like that. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's so many variables, and I, I just personally I would love to go. It's great that they are still reaching out and doing the show at all. Um, mm. there's just more info that still needs to come out. There has to be a level of confidence on our part. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just feel like they, at this point, <laughs> they should just like release everything online and then start back up next year. Like, 
I think companies are 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 pushing for that. Like, isn't it that I'm trying to remember where I came from? But doesn't someone say that Samsung's the uh, the next unpacked is going to be online? It's going to be online. Yeah, yeah. I it, it, this is the thing. It's like so much of our industry is kind of unnecessary, but at the same time, it's like pretty necessary. It's like necessary for like the the in person like face to face development of relationship development and that kind of stuff. But it's not actually necessary, right? Everyone could just email you a press release and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it sucks because like, I, personally, I didn't even realize how much of like an extrovert I am um, in that I suck up, like, like I need to be around other people to like feel good. Yeah. And I get energy from other people. And so being like stuck inside, I'm still doing my job pretty much just as much as I was doing it before, but like not talking to my, not seeing my friends in real life is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, especially for extended periods of time. Like, and we were watching like, I don't know. I mean, Chai was, I was texting Chai earlier. She was sending me all this food, these photos of food. And then we were also watching, um, some, Oh yeah. Some trash TV show. And they went to like this, like Michelin star restaurant. And I was just like, I've never had a craving to go out to eat like I have right now. <laughs> like I just want to, I just want to go get dim sum so bad. Like I want dim sum so bad. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't um, know. All right. Well, we have a few. We have a few more people jumping into the chat, which is perfect actually, because we're going to get into our one and only break for the show. Everybody that's jumping into the live chat right now, get your questions ready. We're going to riff for the last like twenty minutes. As David was just saying, it's good to be able to see our friends and whatnot. That's why we like having these uh, weekly IG lives. You know, be, be able to. Oh, Stacy, Stacy's actually here. <laughs> oh yeah, Stacy's in. Um, so okay, so we're going to get into a quick break, which is right now. Back from the break, uh, shouts out to our homies that are in the chat right now. I saw Dan Supercar is, is there. Also, Issa and Stacy are here, uh, and they're 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 gonna have their own conversation in the live chat. What <laughs> I bet. Um, so we do have a couple of devices. Unfortunately, David, you don't have these, which I think is just an absolute travesty because right now there's nothing. Okay, I'm gonna make a video soon once the uh, once a couple of other phones come in. I think now is really the time for crazy ass phones like this black shark 3 pro michael actually has that but he has the like special colored edition that's not silver everyone else got the special editions of these well they 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 originally sent him that one and then he was like no i need the better one (laughs) (laughs) why okay black shark was supposed to be black and green and i got silver and like this looks like blue I, i keep wanting to say reverse iron man but there's a superhero that has these colors i'm trying to remember who it is is it cyborg it's a it might pretty be... dope it's a pretty dope look yeah i think it's cyborg yeah that is a pretty dope looking phone though so so fisher has it um your your mm. roommate has it uh have you seen the triggers on this thing i haven't seen them now oh I haven't my really god looked at it Okay, so I didn't know this. Are they, I, I, I are they air triggers or like vibration triggers? Or All right, what? so I'm gonna bring this right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up Call of Duty. Were they, were they physical? Whoa, they are, <laughs> they are physical. What? They come out? These are literally buttons up here. These, That's amazing. These are R1 and L1 buttons, quite literally. This is the coolest thing I've seen. 
Oh my god, wow. it was amazing. So okay, dude, la- that's <laughs> wow. So that's last awesome. week, well, last week when I was talking to Nick Gray, um, I had I had just gotten the Red Magic five G, and I love the air triggers. It's great. Like you know, all shouts out to uh, Asus for for pretty much introducing that feature. But the air triggers are pretty much a a, a standard now for a gaming phone. Yeah. I haven't. I don't really. Okay, this this might sound a little bit weird. But I don't really watch other people's content on stuff. Like, I'm, I'm we're, usually it's because we're always so busy that we don't really sit down and like just have a playlist of everyone else's content. I usually have it playing in the background, but I'm not paying as much attention as I should. So a bunch of yeah. people already had this phone, and I never watched any content on it, so I didn't know about it. So when I finally unboxed it and I started playing Call of Duty, I felt my fingers lift, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was a wonderful yeah. moment. Um, so, okay, my question here is like, and you know what? Like, like I one of these days I'll I'll ask Fisher as well when I get him back on the show. Um, the air triggers are great and whatnot, but doesn't it only? It solves one very specific problem, and I can't think of any other game, any other type of game well, where it's useful. I mean, imagine a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, the R and L buttons on the Game Boy Advance are pretty useful. That's true. Um, and I know of like a racing game that could use it. I got to try it. Or like a, um, uh, Nintendo DS game, like, um, Metroid prime hunters is one of the first DS games that I played. And I broke three DSs playing that game because to shoot at all, you have to just like rapid tap the trigger and then you hold it down to charge. And like, and then the R was like the special and I broke so many triggers playing that game, but it's like, fun as hell so i don't know i mean i i would i am in i'm in like a i'm like a tactile analog stan i fuck i just i can't i can't like screens like it's i remember when i reviewed the lenovo yoga uh it was like it's their like fully touchscreen laptop that yeah, doesn't have uh, actual keys. was it a yoga book or no it might be I yoga thought book. it was the original. I thought it was the original yoga book. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. they made a couple of them, but I hated it so much. <laughs> like, I, it feels like you're just like you're like slamming your fingers down on like on like just glass, and it hurts. And it's like you don't get feedback. You don't know where your fingers are. You start to like trip up your fingers, and it's it's so bad. So like, I felt the same way about playing games on mobile unless the game is designed for like swiping and that kind of stuff like yeah emulators are kind of hard for me to play on mobile specifically because i hate just like slamming my fingers on glass i agree um, i'd much prefer to have that feedback by the way we got tk in the chat he's been doing a lot of content recently about gaming mm. phones including the black shark 3 pro um tk we are right now just we are just uh, over the wall about like these actual physical triggers like these are just so cool and like this is the other thing too tk did a video on this and i didn't watch it so i didn't know about it because <laughs> i didn't know about it and this is so cool um i particularly like that they lift out of the phone yeah and this this is my favorite part <laughs> is awesome. that you can actually like you can put one down if you wanted like you could just <laughs> so you could just have one is it is it just a button that it's liter- makes them come out? Yeah, it's a it's an on-screen button. So these so these two oh. corner buttons. Um, so if you were to press this one, does does it only out. work in cert- certain apps or? Uh, it only works via the game space, the shark space rather. Mm. Which was my other okay. which was my other thing. Um, buttons like this need to be used for other stuff. That's my number one thing. Because 
I know you'll like this. Imagine having this right one come up and it's your shutter. Like yeah. that would be perfect. There are there some phones that have a dedicated shutter button and you could totally use it for that. Yeah. Uh, SSJ3X, how is PS Play with this phone? I'm glad you said that um, because every time we talk about gaming phones, the first mm. thing people talk about are like put Dolphin emulator on there or, you know, like a DS or yeah. all that stuff. It's always emulators. Um, and I get yeah. that. That's cool. Like, I understand. Um, but a lot of the games that I would play on an emulator are actually being redone for the Play Store. So I usually get those games. Mm. But PS Play, and stuff. exactly. But PS Play is a hundred percent what I would want to use on any of these phones. Streaming my PS4 to these phones is like the number one thing that I do. Um, yeah. So that's what I will test out on this and also on the Red Magic at some point. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure to, to show you that because it's like, and I'm surprised you didn't know about that if Fisher had it because I imagine Fisher would be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, he probably was, but like I work in my dark room most of the time and he's usually upstairs. So. Ah, gotcha. I, I will yeah, say yeah. though, it's just, it is kind of a, it's, 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 it's a chonker. It's a big thing. Um, the Red Magic, as far as the size of the phone is concerned, is a little bit easier on the hand in my opinion how this, big how big is the battery though five or 4700 tk I, I, if you're still in the chat let me know but um let me look it up real quick actually probably at least five thousand. uh like usually the chonker phones like the rog phone 2 had a six thousand million power battery like five it's five five okay 65 watt charging which is cool um Something nice. called magnetic charging, uh, because there are contacts back. There's this little contact right here. Oh, so I don't, okay. I, I don't have any of the accessories. And I was actually thinking, like, because when I got the original Black Shark, the original Black Shark, um, were we? You and I were at that event, weren't we? Oh no, it was a different event. I, I was, I wasn't there with you at the original Black Shark event. No. So it was two Black Shark you were, two. You were there though. I don't think I was ever at a Black Shark event. I thought that you and I were. I saw a. Uh... Oh, okay. There was, what was the other? Oh, it was a Vivo event. That was the one I was thinking of. The what? We were at a Vivo the event. The, we were at a Vivo oh, event. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. In, where, chi- in China, right? Yeah. So the Black the Shark. Next, the next. Yeah. Yeah, the Black Shark Two yeah. event was nuts because it was basically a press conference as the. It was the it was the halftime show of an esports event. That was pretty much all it was. So once mm. the so before and after the um, the press conference, there were just like stages with like green neon lights and LEDs all over the place and lasers and people were just playing and playing and playing. And um, I remember when that phone came out, I was I still have it. I still love the controllers that came with it and that you could um, map it everywhere. And when I got this one. Um, no controllers, which disappointed me until those buttons came out. And I was like, oh, OK. I think the bare minimum now is that the trigger should be there because the controllers, while cool, it's it it's it's extra on top of having like a physical version of a trigger. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the uh, we had a couple of questions. Um, Ch Ch gadgets. Can I just put it that way? Because I wonder if it's Ch gadgets. Uh, the screen. Uh, it is a quad HD screen, seven inches. It is a seven inch. So think back to like Nexus seven days. This is where we are now. <laughs> like, yeah. this is what a seven yeah. inch device looks like now. <laughs> Wait, it's actually got a full seven inch screen. 7.1. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. 90 Hertz refresh rate. I'm, a, I'm, 
I'm a big fan of uh, 65 watt phones. Yeah, I'm into like, it. This this boy is is one of my favorites this year. Mm-hmm. That is still yeah. one of the that is still one of the cooler phones, especially with that leather backing. That Oppo, uh, Oppo Find X2 Pro, by the way, for the mm-hmm. podcast listeners. Uh, we do have a new another release. You know, Xiaomi's just been in the news a lot lately um, for all of their different like sub brands. Yeah, and here is the latest one, the Poco F2 Pro. So this comes in as as my main question when it comes to this because I'm enjoying the hell out of this phone. I think it's great. Yeah, I understand that there are some people out there that are like 60 frame or 60 hertz screen immediate deal breaker, and I'm like, you're spoiled. Like, <laughs> come on. I've had a lot of people in my comments for that video, which which uh, my unboxing is doing really well. Um, yeah, they were like, not at le- it's not at least 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, you know, it's already a flop. I'm just... How are we at that point already that high refresh rate screens are just becoming a thing and people are already saying that it's a required feature? Yeah. I think it's just the mentality you get, I guess, from the Poco F1 bringing like so many expectations it just like raised the bar so much that Mm -hmm. people have like very 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 high expectations because at the time it had like everything that you would want in a phone and but at the time there weren't any new interesting innovative features like there weren't high refresh rate displays and I think the um even cameras having like prism mechanisms were like brand Mm -hmm. new so like yeah so you you uh, you brought up actually you know what our live chat is even having that kind of discussion right now. One person said five thousand milliamp hours should be on all phones, but then the counter argument is then they'll all be huge and chunky. <laughs> like that's yeah, the thing. They'll be enormous. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people in our the comment L- sections have what I what I call um, it's what I say about Isa whenever Isa talks about tech that she wants. Like she's literally trying to defy the laws of physics. <laughs> Like you want you want a phone with the biggest battery of all time, but it better be smaller than an iPhone. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um it would, it would be nice, but physics are physics. Exactly. Um you brought up a very interesting point about this, which I know is a conversation around the Poco F2 F2 Pro. Um it's basically a rebrand, as you said, of mm. the Redmi K30 Pro. Yeah, so I reviewed the Redmi K30, but not the Pro, and they've rebranded that phone like four times. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the Poco F2 is not the first one to to use the exact same form factor. Um, to their credit, they did give it a new colorway, which I think looks a lot better, and it looks like the materials are better, but like the design is exactly the same. Yeah, I looked uh, up. I looked up the K30 Pro right before we got into the show, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that does look like this." <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same body. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's IPS, right? Is it IPS? No, I this, is, this the... is an AMOLED screen, which is why there's an always on okay. display. Oh uh, yeah, they. I mean, they probably subbed out the screen and some other parts. Um, I again, I think again, it's just one of those expectations things where because the Poco F1 brought the bar so high. But the other thing is that uh, it's it's almost annoying how many phones launch every week. <laughs> I think someone wrote this on Twitter the other day. They were like, it was like a Xiaomi 
and all its sub brands have launched more phones this year than there have been weeks in the year. <laughs> yeah. They've launched like almost two phones a week for the entire year. And there's just so many like, and especially like a lot of Chinese phones, they, they'll just like, they'll call it a new phone, but it'll be the same body. And it's just like, uh, it I don't know. I don't know. It's well, a little, it's a little tired. Well, here's why, here's why I, um, I get that. And again, I actually did not know that the Redmi K30 had been rebranded four times, but, um, yeah. Uh, looking at it in a vacuum, uh, for this one in particular, the Poco, um, the Poco in particular usually is the phone that hits the markets that the Redmi's and the Xiaomi's do not, which is why I'm fine with it because like, it's just another way of, cause let's put it this way. If, if Xiaomi has sub brands that allows them to reach more markets, that is, isn't that a really good strategy? Like, that's how I feel at least. Well, isn't, isn't, um, Redmi or Realme? Redmi. Redmi. Realme is Oppo. Yeah. yeah. Redmi, aren't they also in India? Yes. And Poco is being Poco is like mostly marketed in India. Poco's mostly marketed in India, but there's this is a global version, which means it's probably going to oh. Europe as well. Because yeah, there's a European price for this. I mean, how is the build quality? Because like the Redmi K30, in my opinion, had like terrible build quality. I that think... was actually the phone I was running while we were in Japan. Was the Redmi K30? Oh, I did not. I I, I hardly remember that actually. Yeah, um, we uh, when we were in China right before we went to Japan, Chris went to the uh, Xiaomi store like the day that it launched and just oh, bought one. That's right. So that's I had a right. Chi- I had a Chinese version. Yeah. I do remember that. Um, I think the materials are perfectly fine. Like it's a glossy back, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel chintzy in any way. I don't even know if that's a term. Um, there's that sort of like there's that plastic uh, there's that plastic yeah. thing to it. But you know that's kind of normal to me. Is that like you know if it's a full plastic For, phone, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even even the Note 10 Pro is like kind of plasticky. Mm-hmm. Me Note so, 10 Pro or Me yeah. 10 Pro? Uh, Me Note 10 Pro. Me yeah. Note 10 Pro. Which okay. Is, yeah. Which is another thing. That's another Xiaomi phone. There's a ton of Xiaomi phones. <laughs> like, well, exa- that's because they have so many sub brands. They have Poco. They have they have Redmi, and there's also just a ton of Xiaomi phones. Yeah, and you like, know what? Oppo does. And then the they, same they released thing. the like, Note 10 just, Pro Lite last week. Yeah, as like well. The thing is, Oppo does the same thing in a way, which is why I I feel like I'm conditioned to accept this because Oppo has like the Find X2 Pro, and then the same yeah. general spec comes in the OnePlus Seven, uh, OnePlus Eight Pro. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was pr- it was pretty different though, especially from like like previous years. It was pretty easy to get the uh, to like look at an Oppo phone and be like, "That's the blueprint for the next OnePlus." Like they have the same, almost the exact same panel. It's the same size, same cutout, um, but the tuning is different. They're both one twenty hertz, but the tuning on this is different, and then the back and some of the specs are completely different. Yeah. Like, Agreed. In my opinion, in my opinion, like if OnePlus had put in the same, it, like, in, and it's also the same main camera sensor, which Oppo had originally said that it was uh, exclusive to this phone, but then they put it in the OnePlus Eight. So it's like OnePlus is always like, we're you know owned by BBK, but we're not really, we don't really talk to. It's like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> if, if if the OnePlus Eight Pro had had the five X optical telephoto instead of the um 
the freaking color sensor. Yeah, the color that yeah. like the X ray sensor. That would have. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have loved that. That would have been so much better. I agree. Um, so I don't. I, and and also like, sixty five watt charging would have been nice, but I I prefer wireless charging right now, especially because we're home. I have wireless chargers everywhere all over <laughs> our apartment. And I used to I used to be like a wireless charger denier because like wireless chargers used to be really slow. Like the max used to be like five watts. And I was like, you can get 18 watts out of a wire. It's not that hard to plug in at night. But what's been awesome for while quarantined, this would be very different if I was if I was no longer quarantined because it's generally slower, is that having wireless chargers all over the house means that I can be in my room uh, having my phone on the wireless charger nightstand, move into my dark room. Uh, the iPhone I'm recording on is on a wireless charger right now. Oh, nice. I've got, I've got the Razer wireless charger there. This is the Nomad wireless charger. We've got a bunch of wireless charging <laughs> pads in the living room. There's wireless charging pads in the bathroom. <laughs> so like, the cool thing is that whatever room I move into, I can just set my phone down, and it's always. Char- which is probably bad for the battery because you're supposed to keep it. You're supposed to keep it fluctuating, not keep it at a hundred percent. But um, it's just nice. It's like I never have to worry about battery, and I and there's not the annoyance of like plugging and unplugging constantly. I can just set things down. I particularly yeah. like this Nomad this Nomad wireless charger because the angle is good. Like on the um, I have the the thirty watt Xiaomi wireless charger, and the angle is like almost 45 degrees and it doesn't work well for video chats but this works perfect for video chats mm. um it's like it's like very very almost straight oh uh, so. okay so it's um you have the oneplus wireless charger right because i was going to say i have that too yeah like it's yeah I, I i kind of agree with you there like you know if we were moving around more often it would be it would be harder to justify having a wireless charger on hand like okay you, you've seen me. I usually have like the multi USB port bricks with me, and that's how I charge mm. everything. That's the travel way. Like, you're not going to bring yeah, 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 one yeah. wireless charger and then try to charge no. everything with that. Um, yeah. Granted, we know somebody who does that. Like, I'm not going to say her name, but she literally travels with the Pixel stand. <laughs> like, but yeah, like every, every place I've ever been to with her, she like, she's like setting up and she puts the Pixel stand on her, on her nightstand. It's just, it's like, <laughs> it's almost always going to be slower and you can't really use it except for niche things. Like it works really well for your home because in my office, Mm -hmm. I have my laptop right here and my phone is just sitting there staring at me. If I get a notification, I look over, it unlocks. It's a notification. It's great. But if you're on the go or you're traveling, wireless chargers make no sense whatsoever. Because I don't care how fast my wireless chargers really charge if I'm at home all the time. Because it's my phones are always going to be at like 98% anyway. So it <laughs> yeah. doesn't really matter. I mean, overnight... But this is obviously not normal o- because quarantine Overnight makes normal, perfect but. sense to me, as it always oh, has, yeah. as far as wireless charging. Make it slow as hell. Yeah, make it slow as hell. It doesn't matter. You wake up in the morning, you just like take it off and you walk away. Yeah. And it's great. Um, the, the big thin panda is asking, what would you choose between the two if it kind of becomes standard? I mean, that's the thing. I don't think wired for sure. Exactly. I don't think wireless charging is ever going to get, well, it's going to take a long time. I don't think we're going to see like 65 watt wireless charging for a while. Like, I think the problem is like, 
you can't really use your phone that much while your phone's on a wireless charger. True. That's the main issue. If you have a laptop out or you have another device, you can have your phone on a wireless charger because if you're just listening to music from it, you don't really need to interact with it. Even your earbuds have like touch controls and whatever, so you can do that. But like if you're if you're like traveling or you're in a car or you're on a road trip, you can't just like have your phone sitting on a thing and then you like have to awkwardly like push it up but keep it pressed against the back and then it's mm-hmm. like no you need to have the wire coming out so that unless they have you know long distance wireless charging which a lot of people are probably going to be terrified about i don't <laughs> yeah. think it's i don't think it's feasible i sat in one of those that was uh that was ces last year yeah they've had it for a few years uh at CES, they always show it off, and it's it's pretty scary. <laughs> I remember, yeah, because they have a threshold, and it, this didn't help that the threshold was like super obvious and red, or like you know, like yeah, it's basically making you feel like once you step over this, radiation. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, but the moment I stepped yeah. in there, my phone started charging. I was like, "Whoa, that's really cool!" And then they're all like, "Yeah." And I, I, the moment we sat down, I was like, "How do you explain?" radiation to people like <laughs> how do you how do you make them I feel mean, safe in this space <laughs> I, i'm i'm assuming it's the same as like 5g it's just like i'm pretty sure it charges like one watt or something oh yeah it's like a it's so slow that it it doesn't even really probably cause radiation but i think people are definitely more afraid of wireless power than they are of i mean everything's power in the end i guess but like they're, they're definitely more afraid of, like, wireless wall socket power charging my thing in the air than they are of, like, wireless networking signals because we're so used to that already, right? Yeah. I do wonder if people freaked out when, like, the first cell phones came out and, and worried about radiation, but at that point, information was probably not prevalent enough for people to know what was happening anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Um, I yeah. think we had uh, 1D3NN1SS. How do you tell people what your Instagram handle is? Let me ju- let me just ask that real quick. Um, maybe a wireless charging power bank. I will tell you right now. Yes, I do have that. Um, I have had one of those. It's not one. It's not something I ever used. Like the the yeah. the sixty watt out um, USB C port on that thing. I used way more than the wireless charging I ever did. And the only time I ever used it was to show. Um, was to show in a video that a phone had wireless charging. I just happened to have it on me. <laughs> like, it was good for content, but yeah. it, it just isn't practical for on the go. You know, Fisher uses his all the time. Um, he has the he has Goal Zero, the, right? I don't. Yeah, Goal Zero, and it has a wireless charging pad built into it. And like, yeah, it's way slower. But if you are sitting on your laptop working, um, it's definitely easier to just pick something up, do your thing, and put it back down on it than it is to like kind of, you know, the wire comes out and then it has to loop around and it's just kind of like a weird shape and it's just kind of like unwieldy. Like it, I think it all comes down to like how fast do you need your phone to charge? Yeah. It's kind of it. Like it, if you're working and you're going to be there for a while and you like don't mind that your phone is not going to get to a hundred percent in the next hour, then it's fine. Yeah. You know? Indeed. Um, okay, well, I'm going to give the show maybe a few more minutes if anybody has any specific questions for us. I mean, we did just get one person come in and just say, are you Android or Apple people? And it's like, we're fans of tech. Everything. Yeah, we're fans of tech. You know, why does it always have to be one or the other? 
get out of here with that bipartisan crap. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the iPhone 11 Pro is the first iPhone I ever really used, and I do like iOS a lot. Um, there's so many things in iOS that are just really handy, especially when, like, half the people I know have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, I, like, I miss things in Android, specifically, like, like specific apps like Relay for Reddit and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, and Google Google Assistant, obviously, because I use it all the time. You know, I, I, I will say this in every iPhone video. It's like in every future iPhone video, Apple did such a good job on the SE, not necessarily because the phone itself is amazing, but because it is literally the easiest product to recommend to people. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. had so many people ask me, like, what phone should I get? I'm coming from blah, 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 no matter what the case may be. And if their phone is more than one year old, iPhone SE is like the first thing to come to mind. It's like, oh, just get that. <laughs> yeah. Because they clearly yeah. don't need the majority of the things that even like a Poco provides, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that have been asking me about the SE currently have like iPhone 6S's or iPhone 8's. Mm-hmm. So it's the easiest transition ever for them. And it's like super cheap. So it's kind of a no brainer. Also, I just love that size of a screen. Indeed. Um, let's yeah. see one Dennis. I also found out that it's spelled that way. Cause it's Dennis one Dennis. Um, would you consider Sony Xperia one Mark two? I'll call it Mark two, a good camera phone for YouTube. When's the, what's the last Sony phone you even had? I, I wish I could get that now. The Xperia XZ two. Oh man. That was, was the last phone I, that was a few years ago, but, uh, the Xperia one is, is very interesting. I actually talked to, do you know, Ted Forbes? No. By chance? No. Okay. He's a he's a camera YouTuber, super old school. He started uploading like in like twenty ten or whatever. But uh he he actually did a video a few months ago on the Xperia One and I had no idea that like they actually worked with the Alpha team. Like every year they're always like, We're gonna we worked with the Alpha team to make the camera system amazing and then it sucks. Um <laughs> and while the camera still kind of sucks, uh they did impl- implement like a menu system that is like formatted exactly like a Sony FS5. So oh. it, it's got like all the very tight, like you can change the shutter angle and you can change like, like, like everything. There's like ISO and aperture and shutter, like everything. And then you, there's like a cinema 21 by nine mode. And like, it's, it's a really interesting phone that like, I think if you are a pro cinematographer, obviously you're not going to shoot pro cinematography videos on your phone because you, if you are a pro cinematographer, you have like an FS5. But if you wanted to just like see what it would look, or if you wanted to like, you know, storyboard something and see what it would look like with a quick uh, phone shot with that, with good built-in stabilization, that kind of stuff. That's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't think it's, the best for youtube necessarily uh i would say youtube like it's really hard to beat the the iphone 11 pro's camera yeah um for video specifically yeah i agree with that. photo that's for photo that's a different story i i think that the oppo find x2 pro has one of the best um and the video on this is really good too really good Mm-hmm. But, I, I would actually yeah. add to that like one of my favorite camera systems right now actually is the Mi 10 Pro I actually really like what mm. Xiaomi's been doing um, granted the interface is still it still needs 
slightly better localization. I'll put it that way. Um, there are some kinks in the uh, in the software, but I think like you know, as much as it, when you really get to know the interface and the cameras really well and know what the strengths are, like it's you get a lot of options with that one, and it's a very similar camera system to the Poco as well. Um, mm. The Mi 10 Pro is above it, but. I'm just saying it's a good system. Uh, we have a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, earlier in our chat, people were asking us how these Pixel Buds are going. Um, I just did my review. Mm. I know that in your camp, Lily did the review. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, she Lily's said awesome. she said that they're uncomfortable after an hour, and I'm like, we're an hour in this show, and I'm feeling fine. <laughs> so the first the first time I ever wore them, I felt like they went too deep in my ears, which was weird. Um, but now I don't feel that at all. They do feel uncomfortable after a while, but it's yeah. definitely, for me, it's not an hour. I would say it's like two to three hours. Same, yeah. Maybe maybe two hours. Like when I'm going on really long walks in the park, they'll eventually get kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. But I go on like four hour walks, so there's I, that. <laughs> I think they're really good, but I, the one feature that I think Ultrally Wireless needs to have is pass-through. Like it's... It's it's an extra feature that just adds to their usability because if you're constantly taking something in and out of your ear, that's a chore on the one hand. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're working even at your desk, let's put it this way, you know, I, I have my family here, obviously. If I'm working right here at my desk and someone knocks on the door, I got to be able to hear that. You know? Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So, like an ambient mode? An ambient mode, yes. And, and that was the point I made in my review was... Google with the Pixel smartphones introduced ambient display. Why don't we have ambient sound in the Pixel Buds? You know, like the branding, yeah. the branding writes itself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then one last question. I think it is literally the last question. And you and I have, have had our, our story with this. Um, thoughts on smart glasses. I mean, we did just get a leak about hmm. Apple making something called the Apple Glass. And... Um, I'm excited. I still think that this right here is wasted real estate. There are companies that have been making smart glasses in a way, but they they never really go that far. And mm. um, I know Huawei with the Gentle Monsters, people really wanted to see what those would be like, especially since Gentle Monster is such a stylish brand. And now mm. Apple has the glass, and I'm looking forward to that. You and I, we have the Focals by North Generation 1. Um, generation two is on its way. Like, you know, just some quick thoughts on smart glass before we call it on this one. Um, I think that Google was the sacrificial lamb of smart glasses. Uh, they were the driverless car company that, that crashed first and it put a halt on the entire industry for a really long time. And as much as like focals by North are cool it is very clear that the technology is very early stages because developing smart glasses in general got put on hold for like 10 years. So, which is sad. Like if Google Glass, and it's it literally all came down to the privacy. Like Snapchat learned from Google when they made the Snap Glasses. Like it, it's not going to make them successful, obviously, but having an indicator light that show that shows when you're recording I think would have single-handedly saved Google Glass mm. per personally because the pr the biggest problem was like people at movie theaters and the uh, attendants were like are you recording this movie blah, blah 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 and then like you know police officers were pulling people over cuz they were thinking that they were like watching stuff on their smart glasses and that kind of stuff and 
it, it's really sad to me that they had to like I mean they didn't shutter development they moved it towards enterprise but to be honest anything that's made for enterprise has like the worst UX ever because it doesn't need to be good it just has to be good for engineers yeah. um, so I'm excited to try the Focus by North 2 uh, based on their you know renders and stuff it looks better it's probably going to be less amazing than the renders make it look but <laughs> i think if if anything if anybody can do something that like apple will always wait until something is is like really good for the mass consumer before they release it so i don't think that they would release smart glasses before they were like this is freaking awesome this is freaking good right yeah. like they're I think the reason Apple gets so much flack for copying everything is because of that. They want to. They have such a high high quality standard of like what the UX experience should be like that they just wait until everyone else irons out all the kinks, and then they kind of like slide in with like a really good version of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and they're in all honesty, like Apple's very. They're also very good at popularizing things like. People thought that AirPods looked stupid. I still think they look stupid. The Pro <laughs> looked better. Uh, but how many people, how fast did those explode? Yeah. Right? Like, even though they looked ridiculous, how fast did they explode? And it's just a norm in society to see people walking down the street with AirPods now. Mm -hmm. And so well, it will be right. really interesting. Well, not right now, but we get what yeah. you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, it, especially with glasses, because they're even more in your face than AirPods are. Um, it will be really interesting to me to see what the, like, how big of an impact they have and how many people that don't already wear glasses or that wear contacts normally are going to get these. Um because imagine, like, you know, I, I don't wear glasses. I never have worn glasses. I don't wear contacts. But I like the idea of smart glasses. And personally, I like the idea of glasses as an accessory. So mm -hmm. I'm okay with everybody having glasses. Uh, but it will be really weird walking down the street and, like, two out of three people you see are wearing smart glasses. Like, that's that's the, like, iRobot future that <laughs> I think everybody's been kind of, like, you know, making movies about and waiting. Well, for. the thing is, right now the the version of smart glasses, and again, this is a piece of content I'm I'm looking to do is like the state of smart <clears> glasses. Um, it's the audio ones that I think make the most sense right now. Like I know Fisher has the Echo frames, and I actually have a quick story. And and the Bose, the Bose glasses, too. the Bose glasses, which you saw me wear, and I I put prescription lenses in that thing, and now mm. those can be those are my go tos. Uh, when I, when I'm just like, you know, I want to have like a bit of an ambient thing going on in the background and I'm that kind of person yeah. where I like playing something in the background when I'm doing stuff. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the echo frames, when Fisher put out his video on it, I was like, how did he get them? And like, cause I, I the moment they were announced at that Amazon event last year, I was like, I want them. I, I requested an invite as it turns out the Amazon email where they were like, you've been selected for Echo Frames uh, here. Like, Got put in your them. spam folder. It was in my spam folder. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. Oh, my God. Sucks. So I had to request them again, and who knows when I'll ever get the Echo <clears throat> Frames at that point. But that version of a smart glass makes a lot of sense to me, where there's like a speaker right here, and mm. when you're running around or if someone calls you, you can hit a button and then it's like, hey, you know, 
what's going on or you could do a quick like uh echo slash alexa uh okg search you know and then that makes a lot of sense to me i like that portion a lot the whole and you and i used to make fun of this the whole focals by north like kind of looking yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah chris used to always laugh at me so much because you have to like do this like but this i think this is the cool opportunity for smart glasses in particular is that the whole wearables movement especially if you remember like eight years ago when when wearables were first starting to pop up and like everyone was like wearables 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 um because it was so brand new the whole idea what the like people quick pretty quickly realized that people don't want to wear additional sensors that they don't already wear because it's extra work it's like it looks weird but if you can rehouse a common a, a, an accessory or something that you already wear just to be smart I think that's like the real value proposition, mm. right? Like the, even in my opinion, um, Fisher disagrees with me, but in my opinion, I think these kind of smartwatches, which are regular watches oh, first. I'm not wearing mine. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like me bad. Um, regular watches first, ambient extra information second. That's better because it doesn't look weird. It's still just the traditional analog thing. But then it gives you those that extra like kind of info that you want, and it's not it's not like an, a burden to like put on something extra, yeah, right? It's just ambient, and I think it, that's why like smart shoes are kind of a cool idea. Like Nike sells smart shoes; they have to be able to be really good shoes first, and then you have to put in the like extra extra technology. Yeah, it's so. it's, it's where your goalpost is, right? Because one of the reasons why the Focals by North did not become a daily wear for me. Is because on the one hand, like this part right here got really warm all the time. That was one. Yeah, thing. yeah, on the side of your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and the they're other... thick and don't really look natural. Yes, uh, they have the smartwatch problem, which is I don't use apps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that's that's my thing. Is like, I, and I think that's again like why the Apple Watch is good, is because it doesn't really have like I mean it has apps, but it's just good at casually passively delivering you information whereas like wear os in particular is just like launch uh google fit and then use this really horribly designed interface to like tell it that you're going on a run and it's it's just apps on watches don't make sense to me mm-hmm. it's yeah. so much extra effort yeah the only i would the, prefer the it just only app stuff, i use naturally yeah the only app i use including on that hybrid you're wearing is um the timer three minutes for green tea five minutes for black tea like that's it that's all i need it for (laughs) all i like this for is the fact that it tells me the date time weather and pedometer that's all i care about Mm -hmm. and like it syncs to my google fit too yeah so probably the only the only notification that i really need from it and I, i think i said this in my last wearable oh no i said this in the pixel buds review the only notification i need is telegram that way I know if yeah. you message me, I know if Issa messaged me, I know if Jaime messaged me. That's it. I don't need every yeah. email to come in. I don't need like every yeah. YouTube comment to come in. Like I don't need any of that stuff. Even Instagram. I don't care if an Instagram yeah. notification comes in. Um, I have my Instagram notifications turned off, which I feel kind of bad about because people sometimes message me and I just do not see them. Mm. But, but yeah. 
Also, can I just can I just say how awesome it is that we've gotten so many people to switch to Telegram? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm literally almost almost tw- I almost tweeted today like, attention! If you are still on WhatsApp, I'm no longer going to message you on there. <laughs> we are not like, friends. <laughs> there's there's only like three people left that are only on WhatsApp, and I'm just like, why do I go through the burden of like? installing this and backing it up and then syncing it and it's so annoying and like it doesn't you have to have a there's a web app for it but not a desktop app and it's like this is horrible the whole uh you have to scan a barcode I, like I what is that say, like, i remember having to do that with every computer i was just like scan oh okay. oh now i have a new phone not only it every, doesn't recognize me i gotta scan it <laughs> chrome chrome updates it's like gotta scan it again <laughs> exactly like, <laughs> And then it's like, I don't even know what, what was the last phone I used that had WhatsApp on it. So I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to sync my last sync because I probably got messages between then and now. it's just so dumb. Like, yeah, oh, it's so bad. I just, I want, I want everyone to be on Telegram. I've even, I even got my Dota group to move to Telegram. <laughs> well, you're not using it's Discord amazing. with your Dota group. Like that, wouldn't that make more sense? <laughs> Well, we use Discord like for voice, but uh, uh, okay. Telegram Telegram for alerting each other that we want to play, basically. Yeah, I've been added to a Call of Duty Warzone Discord. Um, <laughs> With like E, yeah. E and Saf. With E and Saf. <laughs> They're playing right now. <laughs> like, don't, oh my God. How Dude, are those you, guys are addicted. I, I'm very, I'm so jealous as a solo creator. I know I'm on the Pocket Now account right now, but as a solo creator, I get so jealous of them because it's like, yeah, you guys are way more successful than I am that you can play Warzone in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um all oh, right. for what it's worth also, my pixel buds are starting to hurt my ears for what it's worth. There so I go. guess it's been an, an hour, hour and, and a half or something like that. We've done an hour and twenty, which by the way, that flew by. Like we we have just had a great time talking here. And these are yeah. this is what eight weeks in quarantine has become is when i yeah. do <laughs> i mean we we don't video chat that often so it's like true catching up in the same way yeah which is which is what i want these to be every single week and people get to join us in the ig chat um i i i, I also re-upload it to igtv so if anybody's on instagram and they and they make it to once you make it to that portion of the ig feed where you already saw that photo <laughs> you can come over to the yeah. igtv feed um but yeah. yeah um all right cool well i mean uh, a little bit over an hour. Thank you so much for being on, David. Um, go ahead and let everybody know where to find you and uh, what to, what to watch of yours. Plug anything you want. If you want to see um, the one photo I post a year to my <laughs> Instagram page, then uh, go ahead and click <laughs> on my name uh, at David ML on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Dervid Dervid ML on Twitter. D U R V I D I M E L. That's my biggest social platform. Um, I really like Twitter a lot, unless I don't. But you know, I. Uh, and if you want to see like my written and video, AndroidAuthority.com/author/DavidML. If you want to see my personal photography uh, and also other projects, go to my website, which is DavidML.com. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, I had one last thing that I wanted to put out there, but I just, eh, it's okay. <laughs> oh, well, we got one final question about the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4a. We don't even know. All I know is that the Pixel 4a apparently is delayed again, so it's like, come on. Like, <laughs> I know, dude. I was like, 
Uh, like, I need a new phone to review, otherwise I don't know what to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much uh, for the audio podcast listeners. I'm going to go ahead and pop it into the outro. Make sure you follow all of the links in the show notes to find David Amell across all social media and also over at Android Authority, of course. You can also follow me on all social media at JVTechT. You know me, I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. You can also check out content over on my channel, youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara for extra content that you may not be getting on the Pocket Now side, but I am doing a lot of work on the Pocket Now channel at youtube.com slash Pocket Now. Of course, if you aren't subscribed yet, you definitely should stick around. Again, follow Pocket Now on all social media as well. You're going to want to follow the Instagram profile in particular at Pocket Now so that you can be a part of the conversation when we have these IG live recordings of the podcast every single week. And with all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening and for sticking around. Uh, maybe you were in the IG live, and if we answered your question, thank you so much for being part of the conversation. And with that, we will see you in our next episode.